Welcome to the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. Hello, I'm Andrew Allen. I'm Michelle Duncan. Um, this is actually a bit of a short one, actually. You're a Get Out Quick uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, because it's a change from our local either studio podcast or our live monthly podcasts in which we uh, we chat to a couple of people at our annual event. Yeah, we did. We we, we did have a party. We had, and so lots of actors and producers and directors were sort of mingling and uh, trying to steal each other for the upcoming fringes. Yeah. And uh, we were at Presuming Ed's Coffee House yes. in London Road or in Brighton. And there's, uh, there's a mini cinema in there. There is. Don't it's you, so cool. Don't know if you knew about that. And we, uh, not, I mean, I know that you knew about it, Michelle. Just, but our listeners. Our I, listeners. I understand. That's, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I interrupted you as well. And I, our I listeners understood as well. Yeah. Did they? I yeah. Think, I think so. Did you understand? You see? They're fine. They're fine. And so in this little mini cinema, uh, we were chatting to uh, various people, just a couple of people. Uh, we uh, chatted to some uh, local writers and uh, producers, and also uh, Chelsea and Rich from Pop Heart Productions, uh, they, they chatted to us. Yeah, they did. That was fun. And so um, it's a quite a fun little podcast. So yeah. um, have a listen. So here we are at the Cast Iron Pop Heart Productions January Blues Party. This is an annual event where we uh, get to network and uh, chat to people and find new actors and perhaps awkwardly flirt with one of I, I don't know, stuff like that. And uh, we're chatting to lots of people tonight at Presuming Ed's Coffee House on London Road in Brighton. And uh, hello, who do I have in front of me? I'm Suzanne Crosby. And, and what are you, Suzanne Crosby? Uh, I'm many things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a writer, I'm a director, actor, producer. Um, I run Twilight Theatre. Yeah. And we're putting on two plays, one in Hovegrown and one in the Brighton Fringe Festival. Yeah. I'm also directing a completely separate play. Yes. And which I haven't written. I've written the other two. Yeah. And uh, I'm also acting in something. So, so you're you're keeping quite busy for the next few months. I'll, I'll think I'll sleep next year. Okay, no, that's not going to happen because then <laughs> that, you'll you'll have ideas for new stuff the this following year, and it will you you'll be doing four plays in Hovegrown. Uh, what what are you doing in Hovegrown this year? In Hovegrown, I'm doing uh, my play, um, which is called The Session. Yeah. Which is two people in a locked room with one chair. One doctor, one patient. Yeah. Who is who? Oh, okay. And that's part of the gag for the audience to sort of work out where that yeah. power play lies. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this has had a. Um, am I right? Thinking it's had a rehearsed reading or an earlier outing? It's uh, no, no. It's completely new. Yeah. And I'm I'm casting very shortly. I'm casting this week. Okay. So this um, week, so we're on uh, today is a twenty. When we record this is the twenty seventh. Uh, I'm not too sure when this this particular episode goes out, uh, but the auditions will be Thursday, the first of February. Where, where will that be? At at the Sweet Jukebox. At Sweet Jukebox, excellent. Yes. So if you know people have, um, if we manage to upload this episode before Thursday, please people, come along. Uh, yeah, Seven forty five onwards. So yeah, you just rock up. You don't have you to prep. You don't have to prep. Um, yeah. Well, having said, you don't have to prep. Um, it, I I'm asking people to give a minimum one minute maximum two minute monologue yeah. modern monologue okay um just as a as an introduction and i'm also going to be giving out um a, a duologue to to read as well okay so um sort of mixing it up a bit but you don't have to have have done anything before if you fancy 
um, coming along. It yeah. would be brilliant to see you. You said that you were also had a play in the Brighton Fringe as well. Yes. What's that? That is called Waiting for Curry. Yeah. And it's uh, four people, it's two couples. Yeah. And they, um, two, the one couple's gone round to the other couple's house for a takeaway. And yes. uh, hence the title, Waiting yeah. for Curry. And they drink far too much wine while they're waiting for curry. And a lot of things come out of the closet. And a lot of things, a lot of skeletons come out of the cupboard that maybe they wouldn't have shared if they'd been sober. Sure. When, so it's comedy drama, that one. When you, you uh, Suzanne Crosby, when you order your curry, when they see your number come up and they know it's you about to order, Yes. what do they know that you're going to order? I usually order a biryani. Yeah. Because they're really good. So or a dupiazza. Oh yeah, okay. Mm. So here's the thing, we often ask people on the podcast where people hang out, you know, where they, they write their ideas. We haven't yet had an opportunity for anybody to recommend Brighton's best uh, curry house. Well, where do you oh, order gosh. from? Oh uh, gosh, well we used to order from the fabulous um, place that's now no longer there. So oh. we are currently looking for yeah. the best um, curry house. Yeah, we are currently looking. Okay, for you're, you're we, on the lookout. We're we're, we're, we're shopping around. Yeah, well, we're what what around. what what delivery radius are you in? Well, we're, we're within Brighton. So yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and you said you're you're acting in a play as well. I am acting in a play as well. I'm acting in uh, a, a play called Disappeared. Uh, which requires me to put on a, a, an American accent, which I hope is going to be good enough by the time we actually perform <laughs> uh, uh, it. Are you travelling through the States at the moment um, with your accent? Yeah, yeah, a bit. Uh, keep going down south. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'm supposed to be from New York, and which is a very different accent. Well, it is. So. Yeah, I think you see, w- watch too many episodes of The Golden Girls, and you, you'll find one of those accents will fit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of research yeah, in, yeah. in between. And yes. what is Disappeared? Disappeared is a thriller. Uh, it's by Phyllis Nagy. I, I no idea if I pr- pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Um, it's with the Wick uh, Theatre Company in Southwick yes. in Bar- at the Barn. The Barn Theatre is beautiful. It is. Um, and it's it's a thriller about Sarah who has disappeared. Yeah. And it's about sort of investigating the sort of like the before and after yeah. and what's happened to her. Yeah. Did did someone kill her? Did she leave? What happened to her? So it's a it's a psychological thriller. It's really brilliant. Yes. What was the what was the, um, what was the first thing you remember writing? Um, I <laughs> when I was eight years old, yeah. I wrote I wrote uh, a different version of Cinderella. Oh, what was different <laughs> about your version of Cinderella? It wasn't a shoe, and um, she also had a brother called Josh. I don't know where I got that name okay. from. <laughs> I'm currently toying with the idea of um, a different version of Cinderella, ah. and also it w- it's to shoe. And I, I, the, v- the vibe I've got is that it's uh, like like um, that she's um, she's gone to court and she's had a um, one of those tags put on her ankle. Oh, an ankle bracelet. An yes. ankle bracelet. Yeah. And th- that in my version of Cinderella is the shoe. <laughs> I've given it away now. Um, but yeah, that's been tumbling from my head for oh, a couple of weeks. Well, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe you will get the ideas tomorrow to start writing it. Yeah, I've got too much stuff got to too write. Much stuff, yes. I, I know that I know the feeling. I'm also directing yeah. <laughs> another play which I haven't written, but I'm just directing. It's been written by the performer, and it's called Antling. 
Antling. Antling, yes. And it's uh, a one-woman show. And it's going to be on in the Hovebrown. It's going to be on in the Brighton Fringe. And it's also going to Edinburgh. Oh, excellent. And uh, it's been written by uh, Sarah Peppersmith. Yeah. And it's hilariously funny. It's a one-woman show about a 40-something single woman who rediscovers her childhood crush on adamant oh yes i've seen the uh, posters for this that seems really uh, yeah. engaging it's it's hilarious yeah. it's hilarious it's irreverent it's very boozy and it's it's a single woman who is fed up of being single yeah and where will and you be for um edinburgh um you know where i i don't actually okay. i'm afraid okay. i know that for the Hovegrown we're at sweet jukebox yeah. and for the fringe we're at the works which is the sweet venues this year? Yes, yes, yes. No, I don't know where we are for um, for Edinburgh, but okay. we've got a bit of time. You have for, uh, for, for at that. least. Uh, well, we'll 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 cut this a interview week. short. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, tell me a little bit more about Twilight Theatre. Twilight Theatre um, came from um, a Sussex-based company called Camp Productions, which was four of us getting together and yeah. deciding we were going to put on um, plays that we wanted to see more of. And uh, it seems that loads of things now have, have are happening as a result of that. I want to I want to clamp down on that line, which is uh, more the type of plays that you want to see yes. more of. Yes. What were the plays that you want to see more of? I, what type of play? I love stories. Yeah. So we, that's that's what we did. We got together. We thought, yeah, we can do this, yeah. and um, it worked. Strangely, Fantastic. we found we had the skills in production yeah. and writing and directing and everything. So, and I also won an award for one of my plays, which is oh, uh, rather rather good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot. I've written uh, fifteen plays now altogether. Oh, so. Um, yeah, and most of them have been performed. I think all bar one have been performed. Yeah. So yeah, it was an interest that that um, I thought that there was something lacking in, in Brighton. Now it's not lacking anymore. Yeah. But I feel like I'm really part of making that huge uh, difference. Fantastic. Yeah, excellent. And so uh, Twilight, we can find you on um, Facebook and all the. Yes, Twilight. Uh, Twilight uh, is on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. Uh, it's twilight-theatre.co.uk uh, yeah. is the yeah. website and all the, as the all the latest castings and news and everything else will be in the blogs. Beautiful. So. Excellent. Well, good luck with Hove Grown, good luck with the Brighton Fringe and good luck with the Edinburgh Fringe. Thank uh, you. You sound like you have a horrifically busy year. <laughs> I imagine you wouldn't want it any other way. Oh, gosh, no. No, this is my idea, idea of heaven, idea of bliss. Fantastic. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you very much, Anton. Here at Cast Iron Theatre, we are collating the final submissions for our next short fiction night, Fake. And if you're listening to this before the 7th of February, then you have a chance to submit your own submission. I like submitting submissions. I Submitting submissions are the best form of submissions that you can submit. Well, there might be other forms of submission are available, but that's not this sort of pod- podcast. No. No. And we don't have a safe word. And we don't have a safe word, but we, but we do have a word, which is fake. And that nice. is... Nice. You like that? Oh, you, that's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> they don't pay me at all. Send <laughs> no. us money. So what we're looking for are short stories from you on the subject of fake, whatever that means to you. They're going to be read on the 1st of March at our next short fiction night at the Sweet Duke Box in Brighton. And it's a selection of short stories read live on stage by local performers. Um, and we've got any number of words. But, well, actually, we've got um, a certain number of words. We have. I mean, so the word count is approximately 
1500. And what email should they send it to? They Michelle? should send it to cast underscore iron at outlook.com. So let's get back to the chat at the mini cinema at Presuming Eds. Yay! again at Presuming Ed's for the Cast Iron Pop Heart January Blues Party and who am I got in front of me right now? Uh, hi I'm Peter Gardner part of 2-Bit Productions. And uh, what is 2-Bit Productions? So we originally started as a film company which we still are uh, but the last year and a half we ventured into audio dramas. We've been running a science fiction and uh, horror podcast called uh, Whispers Through the Static for up to 15 episodes now. Fantastic. And what, do you, what sort of stuff do you chat about? So it's actually um, it's actually an audio drama uh, yeah. podcast. So each episode is basically a separate short story. I see. With you know with sound effects and actors that we get in. Yeah. They're all self-contained. It's a bit like Dark Mirror. Okay. So is it is it prose or drama? It's drama. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it's uh, somewhat like uh, for people of a certain age, it'll be like an audio version of The Twilight Zone or yes. yeah stuff exactly like that. Right. Um, what makes a good audio spooky story I think I, th- I think just good use of the audio space yeah good use of sound effects good use of uh, dialogue and actors and trying to create uh, create uh, an image in the listener's head yeah because obviously with audio drama there's kind of an intimacy you have do it yeah with your audience that you perhaps wouldn't get with say a short film and I, I also arguably with with podcasts, the way that we've embraced podcasts in the past five years, it's even more intimate than a drama on radio because you choose when to listen to it and it becomes a very much a, a rich relationship between whatever that podcast is, whether it be a, a regular interview or a drama, and the person who's downloaded it and listening to it at that moment. Yeah, I mean, it's been like being directly into your ears. Yeah, yeah. So if you're sat in your office, sat staring at a computer you can be in a completely different world. How, do you find, um, are there audio, other audio dramas, not necessarily podcasts, but are there other audio dramas that you um, enjoy, that you would you would even recommend, that you sort of follow? Yeah, I think my, my favourite is probably um, The Truth podcast, which is like an American one. Um, then there's, there's Night Vale, which is, was pretty famous. Yeah. Uh, Tannis, uh, Black Tapes, there's... Alice Isn't Dead, yeah, which I think is relatively new, and then Serial, which yeah, it technically isn't isn't fiction, but no. kind of almost is like an audio drama. Well, it almost became a, a cliche within its first year. I remember when the first series of um, the TV version of Scream came out. One of the most elegant jokes in that was a character that was clearly based on the voice of the narrator of Serial. Um, that was within about eight months of yeah. serial uh, being uploaded. Um, what is, is the future, uh, as far as you know, uh, for Two Pit Productions? What are you looking forward to this year? Uh, so we're putting a play on at the Fringe called Bully Beef, which is at the uh, Exeter Street Hall. Um, and we're just going to carry on making new episodes. We've what? got, you know, a hundred ideas for episodes. Yeah. We've got... We're up to episode 15 on the website, but we've got three more recorded, ready to go up. Yeah. And we're just going to press on doing what's, new stories. What's Bully Beef? So, Bully Beef is a uh, World War One drama about a British tank crew who uh, is inspired by a true story, uh, who whose tank breaks down in no man's land and they have to 
endure five nights of a siege from German forces. Yeah. And then, uh, so they have this little pressure from without, and then it creates uh, tension within, and they all kind of fall apart as yeah. human beings. So you're. As a production company, you, you're obviously seeking the, the, the fluffy and the light and the... Uh, <laughs> uh, no. No. We're all about the, the dark. Who are your inspirations? Who are, or, if that's not a fair question, who are the writers and the programme that you get mildly jealous of? Uh, I suppose the influence would be like H.P. Lovecraft, M.R. Yeah. James, um, Nigel Neal, who wrote like uh, Greater Mass. Yes. There's a new version of uh, a play by Nigel Neal coming up on Radio 4, uh, uh, The Road, uh, which has long been lost. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, which is a very cute twist at the end, uh, which was stolen for a, a more recent movie. I know the twist. Which I can't yes. avoid the spoiler. I know the film you're referencing. Yeah. yeah. I'm the only one, well, one of few, who actually like that film. I don't know what your opinion is. That's right. All right, yeah. So, yeah, you, you, people yeah. either hate it or have your opinion. I, I actually seem to like yeah. it more than other people. Anyway, that's incoherent to anybody who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. Um, yeah, there's a new version of The Road coming up um, this year, I think, written by a guy called uh, Toby Haddock, um, who's adapting it. So he's, okay, um, so he's adapting it too. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah, because he... That was made back in the day when BBC had like a habit of just erasing tapes constantly. That's right, yes. There's all these treasures that have yeah. just been completely lost. Which, considering that Nigel Neal also wrote the Stone Tape, is also somewhat ironic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that. <laughs> um, what, uh, uh, yeah, anybody else that you. Those are the three. Yeah. Those are the, the three main, and then uh, just general, like, you know, Philip K. Dick yes. and Arthur C. Clarke as well. Yeah. Um, I guess. Ray uh, Bradbury. What's particularly interesting about Nigel Neal, going back to him again, is because he was writing for BBC back in the 50s, and he'd already identified the fault with TV in terms of writers who were writing stage plays for TV that you just stuck a camera on it. Yeah. He's one of the first writers, internationally in fact, not just uh, for Britain, uh, who recognised that TV was a different medium to tell stories. Yeah, absolutely. And so that I find quite intriguing in terms of the work that you're, you're doing, in terms of the, your writing for both stage and you're writing for radio, and they're presumably very different. You, you could even write the same story for stage and for radio, but the actual content of the script would not necessarily be the same. No, it's two different areas. It's strange that audio drama has become this really exciting new field but at the same time it is something that was done 60, 70 years ago I think technology helps I think with yeah. uh, audio drama the, the things that expect you the things that you expect to kill the medium don't so for audio, audio drama it's podcast that's what's really reviving audio drama for um, short stories the Kindle has really revitalised uh, oh, yeah, short absolutely. stories so yeah, we shouldn't always be terrified of new technology although you may well have an episode that tells me that I should be absolutely terrified <laughs> yeah of most of our episodes yeah. are like scientists are crazy and they're going to yeah come on it's going to rip ourselves from our bodies well that could well be the slogan of, of <laughs> Two Bit Theatre uh, thank you very much thank you our next and Theatre Podcast Live is on at the Sweet Duke Box on the 21st of February. Yeah. It's a live event, um, so you can actually... Because some people have chatted to us and they've got a bit confused about the concept of a live podcast. Yeah. Obviously, podcasts are 
what you stick in your ears and you listen to. Yeah. Uh, but actually, you can sort of uh, rock up to our monthly live edition yeah. and be part of the audience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, clap and laugh. And be involved, see it be recorded. It's great. And our special guests this month are Richard Hearn and Lisa Kerr and Judy Bignall. Yeah. Um, and so they'll be um, talking about writing and playwriting and um, sketch comedy, really. Yeah, so yeah. There'll be a couple of songs. Yeah, parody songs. So that's the Cast Iron Theatre podcast live, recorded at the Sweet Duke Box on the 21st of February at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So hello, my name's Chelsea, my and I'm Ray. yeah. We're here introducing Carstein Theatre and Pop Up Productions, our little theatre gathering. Yes. Yeah. So um, we are Rich and Chelsea introducing Pop Up, and we are actually fucking sorry, swearing <laughs> introducing um, Carstein Theatre because they've never been intru- interviewed before. No. no, never been interviewed on their own podcast. No. <laughs> I think so. It's so. also worth mentioning we have two lovely, well, three lovely yeah. audience members here. Yeah. And we're, uh, the reason that there's not that many people in there is because it's a lovely small it's room. Tiny. Actually, it, it's. Uh, I don't know if you know about this. This is um, at the back of Presuming Ed's, mm. uh, one of the old bank vaults has now been turned into a tiny cinema. Yeah. 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 It's a screening room which yeah. has pews so you can get the cinema experience yeah. on a micro scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing. There's a lot, how many seats? Like 10 seats? Yeah, that yeah. If yeah. that. It's beautiful. We're currently screening <laughs> 11. Uh, 11 seats. Thank you. We're currently screening <laughs> Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because yeah. that matches a little bit of our improv. Yeah. Very young Paul Merton yeah. with very a Very young. He's oh, gorgeous. The old, yeah. Jones. the old British version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. John Sessions? Yes. Yes. <gasps> Who's Jones. Who's the bald guy with the beard? He's a doctor, but I can't remember his name. Didn't. Okay, back on subject. <laughs> Not going to Kevorkian. Anyway, carry on. Okay, so how is the party going? Highlights. Top, oh, what are the highlights? Top two moments so far. We're meeting people we haven't met before. That, that's, that's really That's the main big factors about this. Yes. Is it's genuinely a networking event where people have been... Uh, it's been lovely, actually, that people who have rocked up to the party have been, as we as we hope they would be, entirely mercenary about it. Yeah. And going, what actors have you got that I can steal? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, Don't know what thing. you're talking everyone, about. Yeah, like everyone has said that. Yeah. And yeah. I was really... I, I was... I had a vague worry about a week ago that that um, <laughs> that scary teenagers yeah. might turn up and, and like in a in a nineteen eighties style a John Hughes movie a John a lot, Hughes and like take fear. it over yeah yeah right. lots of um, scary biker dudes yeah but then, then we'd be young and hip and cool but then, yeah. then also, we might lose our deposit <laughs> if, it is a, if it is a John Hughes movie then what you find out in the final act is the scary biker dudes are actually really cool yeah and they send the they um, have the best clothes they have the best clothes and also they send the wasp kids who are blonde and somewhat airing youth uh, backpacking where they should be yeah not, no no not, Hang not on. backpacking because that's just <laughs> that's I just a gap a documentary on the breakfast club the other day which was oh, really yeah. fascinating and um, Judd Nelson apparently he used to go and hang around when he was he was like in his 20s at the time yeah. he used to go hang around like schools and stuff and he would like treat the kids like crap yeah and pretend that he was held back loads of years and that he was actually oh, amazing. take them out of school and then they'd go and do drugs together and stuff like that it's oh. like literally it's so bad there's there's not he was being method he was like i've been held back loads so i'm on drugs it's fine it's all that's good. amazing there's not one part of that story that's not surprised me and 
I also have to hold myself back from not going into about a 12 minute speech about how awful a film Breakfast Club <laughs> is. Breakfast Club. It's a dreadful, dreadful Ooh. film. But I are dreadful. they had good outfits. They are painfully bad people. They are they shallow. Are they reverse slut shame the, uh, the Claire. Do you know what I'm glad about? And Andrew? also... You didn't go on the 10 minute rant about no. Breakfast Club. No, <laughs> that's good. It's good. <laughs> And also, Ali Sheedy has to put on pretty makeup to get her boy. As is... Screw that noise. But that's the... Anyway. Okay, yes. so aside from Breakfast Club, do you, yeah. have any upcoming, do you have any, like, current inspirations? What current inspirations? Yeah. That's What's inspiring you currently? Inspire... I think pop art productions inspire oh, an awful lot. <laughs> because they're just so... Cringy. You know, eager to put on work. Um, they're just so bright. And... You, you mean no. that the, the way home was inside me all the time? <laughs> <laughs> this like, may not make the edit. What's inspiring us? Do you know what? Actually, on the Netflix yes. show, Arks, uh, uh, we've been devouring The Good Place, which yes. is a piece of uh, yeah. tiny perfection. I've heard it. Oh, great. I've not heard that one. I've heard it Something great. that's inspiring me at the moment yeah. is True West at the oh, MBT. Yeah. 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 I've had yeah. a lot of good. And they, I mean, True West just being a brilliant script as well. I mean, the performances were amazing. The direction is awesome. Is it but Tom it's... Shepard that wrote it? Yeah. 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 Who's directing it? At the moment. Uh, 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 sh- Stephen O'Shea. That's Stephen right. O'Shea. He's a genius. Yeah. 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 And it it was just a fabulous piece, and just it was the first time I'd seen it, so mm. the writing for me was just amazing to watch a pretty much a two hander yeah. and how they can interact in one space. And we're putting on Dead Cat Bounce in yeah. April, which yeah. is a two hander. So that made me just really excited about the fact that I can write this because I'm in that stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. So tell me more. It's really exciting. I think when you see something which influences your like current work, the thing that you're doing at the yeah. moment. So you you thinking that like a lot of the things you can. So they can they say copy. Yeah, is like a bad thing, but stealing's different. Yeah, Bowie magpie. Is the yeah. Magpie. Form of flattery, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you can steal it properly, then it's somebody else has said that thing. before you did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Oh. oh it's so clever and what dates for Dead Cat Bounce it's on the 6th and the 7th of April and it's uh, featuring Chelsea Newton Mountney and And Yvette May and it's uh, a one hour uh, theatre piece it's um, it's about a superhero that lives in Brighton that's um, knackered because she's having to fight crime and be a superhero at it's night and pay rent. Yeah. yeah, it's totally, <laughs> it's literally based on yeah Chelsea. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's based in Brighton. It's a Brighton. It's based place. in Brighton. Where's yeah. It's going to be on at the Duke Box. Um, Do you know the time? And it's on at 8 p.m. Oh, on the sixth and the seventh <laughs> of April, and it's going to be its first outing, yeah. and it's just really exciting because it's going. It's written and directed by myself. What were which is your super inspirations exciting. for writing the the play? And um, the inspirations just ba- uh, Jessica Jones for one thing, yeah. and just uh, having a superhero that is like having a crap time. You did a short story I version did. of it as well, didn't you? Which got a yeah. really good response. Yeah, I wrote it as a, a piece of prose, and it was just that character really just came alive through that, and and everyone seemed to fall in love with her, and I fell in love with her, and just that that character that's kind of going, yeah, kind of have to fight crime, and it's um, really annoying. It's an but yeah, it's an inconvenience because she's knackered during her day job. 
because of the crime fighting yeah. and she doesn't get any remuneration so it's kind of a feminist piece as well randomly yeah and yay which i love well i think yeah. maybe for both you guys it's yeah. always a slightly feminist thing which i think maybe so. comes through as well in you without summer which you're obviously yeah. recasting for at the moment yeah um yeah without summer was we did a version of that two years back because uh, two years ago was the um 200th anniversary of the writing of Frankenstein and it follows that this year is the 200th anniversary of uh, the publication of Frankenstein and so many people know the story of Mary Shelley um, Mm. trapped on a a villa in uh, Geneva with um, Byron who comes up with um, this challenge to write ghost stories Um, but we're not so familiar with Claire Claremont, who mm. is their uh, married half sister. And she's fucking cool. Yeah, and she's cool. Sorry, she's, she's really cool. She's yeah. <laughs> she's really vivacious and and vital, and um, it's really inspiration. Well, arguably, yeah. arguably, she's the reason why those people are together in the same room. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the uh, the linchpin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you know the date that's going on as well? Isn't that it? is right, going right? on at the end of May is it the 21st the 21st, the 21st? yeah 21st to the 27th yeah. um, at the jukebox we've also got One Woman Alien that's right well. with the amazing Heather Rose Andrews in yeah. who's a force to be reckoned with yeah. yes yeah. absolutely yeah. We're, we're she does the whole of the Alien film in one hour okay, and you so should see yeah. all the characters and that's going to be in May that's, that's in right. May that yeah Brighton fringe. fringe yeah 21st to the 27th but with slightly different time slots uh, yes, because uh, there's this pop heart production oh, so in between us. Uh, wow. Yeah, we've got yeah. 6.15 for Year Without Summer, and then pop heart productions are coming on at 8. eight. Thinking at eight yeah, yeah, and then we're at 9.30, I believe. I think so. Um, completely not incestuous. No, totally we may have to do the marathon. Which is uh, something we may talk about that we will definitely be giving points Some to like people. Some ticket offer stuff. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah. Okay, well, I think this has been a fab little fucking chat. Sorry, Thank a you. really fab chat. <laughs> and um, well, fabulous. This has been the Cast Iron Theatre podcast. Presented by Andrew Allen. And edited by Michelle Donkey. Music is Chapstick by Everett Armand. Find us on Twitter, cast underscore iron acts. On Facebook, ironclad cast iron, or one word. Our website is castironbrighton.weebly.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening. Hello again. Hello. Alan. <laughs> oh no. No. Oh no. No. Hello again. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Our next cast. <laughs> I'm going to stay quiet. No, I'm going to just do it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hello again. Hello. Our next cast. I think <laughs> <laughs> I was fine with that one. Some other people have hobbies. <laughs> we have tortures. Let's not do hello, let's just do so. Hello again. <laughs> 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 <laughs>